Good morning and welcome to the Estate Agents Podcast. We're now on episode 53, I think we are. We're 52 last week. It's Sunday for us. Um, we haven't got our normal partners in crime. We've got a substitute for Andy this morning because I think Andy's been, um, I don't know quite, what has he been doing, Stephen? I think he's got a new game, something called Call of Duty. No idea what it is, but I think so he's, he's been having hours a- of playing time. A, ga- a gaming fest whilst Jovita must be uh, must be working hard. So, um, but we are joined by Dr. Watson. So, if you do hear Dr. Watson chirping in the background, that is that is the new co-presenter for this special episode. But um, how are you this morning, Stephen? Yeah, very well, thank you. Just about ready to do about two hundred and fifty mile round trip to collect my son, who was um, flooded in Hereford and couldn't get out yesterday. So hopefully, oh, the weather's wow. a bit better this morning, and they can get out of Hereford and get him to Droitwich so I can pick him up. So you're doing parental duties later on. Yeah, daddy taxi service. <laughs> so cool. So uh, you've been busy. During the week, you've been doing a few listing masterclasses um, uh, up and down the country. And has there been any um, kind of key learnings or items that our listeners would benefit from that you, you've kind of picked up on doing those courses? Well, fees are still far too low that um, agents are charging. Um, and, you know, we just did an exercise with a lot of them that actually if they could demonstrate, if they could get an extra £400 per fee, and they're doing an extra 100 transactions a year, that's £40,000 um, a year to their business. So how, you know, I'm sure people can demonstrate they are worth an extra £400, firstly. Yeah. Um, and secondly, what was really interesting is I like to do research on all the people um, that, I, that I work with. And um, what was fascinating was some of them were pulling between seven and a half thousand to fifteen thousand pounds more on average into the vendor's pocket and their time on market was half that of their number one competitors and they weren't aware of that you know and so so let, let me so you did that research on them yeah and they didn't know that information themselves yes scary well uh yeah considering it, this is their this is their job, their livelihood, their business, their future, um, and this information is quite easily available out there, isn't it? Well, you know, I go, I know some people use different sites to get it. I go on the state agent for me um, yeah. and have a look, and that tells me, which is public information. Um, so I'm just doing a little research, whether it's right or wrong, who knows? Um, but you but would be you would be only maybe doing what a consumer may possibly do um because because we know that today's consumers are more informed than ever but also more ill-informed than ever as well because of the you can type any question into google and sometimes you may get a good answer sometimes may not may get a bad answer so our job is to educate uh, our potential customers of the future and our current customers and our customers of the past isn't it Oh, very much so. Very much so. And again, you know, what's interesting was um, how, so looking at Zoopla, some people have got properties on the market. It's saying that it's taking them time on the market, 48 weeks to either let or sell a property. And you're thinking, well, hold on a second. Why would I want to instruct you with either my biggest tax-free asset or 
to help me um, <laughs> rent out my investment and maximize that when your days on market are showing on Zoopla as yeah. 58 weeks. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. So, you know, are people not changing um, or, you know, when a property gets sold, are they just leaving it on for vanity's yes. sake um, rather than getting it off, getting their days on market because as a consumer, that's why I want to know. I yeah. want to know that you can sell or let my property really quickly. And if you're keeping the properties on Zoopla and Rightmove, you're doing yourself a disservice. And more importantly, you're doing the vendors and, and landlords a disservice. Now, I understand there may be, you know, you're in a, in a certain end of a market where it does take a long time to sell, one year, two years, three years, and, and I understand that. But there's some agents that are still keeping properties for sale or to let when they've sold and let. Yeah, and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't help, in my opinion, it doesn't help your brand. It certainly doesn't help, help the customer who we're ultimately here for. Um, but it was from what from what you've just said. It, it one it doesn't surprise me, but also our listeners. I mean, we, we've got a good good bunch of listeners, all eight of them. Now I think we, <laughs> last, we, we, we last counted, and and I'm sure they're in in tune um, with with what their with what their figures are. But if they're not, then this is a one key way that they could differentiate themselves, isn't it, in the marketplace? If you were an owner and you could and you had an agent in, and you that agent was telling you that ultimately they're potentially going to get you another seven and a half to 15,000 pounds extra or more in their back pocket than if they chose a, another, another estate agent. Is that not, you're doing them the right service. You're doing them an injustice if you don't highlight that. Yeah, of course. And actually it then justifies your, you know, why the investment in your services is one and a half, two percent. Look, it could be 1.1% if your fees 0.85%. You know, whatever it is, you need to demonstrate more why you're worth the investment in that services. Yeah. Again, yeah. it's not just putting the property on right move, which is what loads of consumers think you do. You know, we sat down and we went through and we came up, I think, with 45 items that an agent does to sell their property. Yeah. You know, and on lettings, it's most probably double that. Um, but again, do vendors actually know that? Do landlords actually know that? Or, you know, are they just right? Perhaps all we do, if everybody does, is put their property in right move because that's a perception we, we give. And that's not the case. You know, if you look at um, all the traction you get on um, Facebook with your, um, your YouTube channels, um, Everything you're doing, your, your own website, the portals, and all the click-through rates and hits, you know, demonstrate that to people as well um, with your last 20 sales. Demonstrate, you know, how good you are at negotiating because keep on coming back to this. Yeah. Our skill as agents is to demonstrate how professional and how skilled we are as negotiators. Well, effectively, we, we are paid professional negotiators aren't we uh, i think chris voss references that point that's that's our job we are paid professional negotiators but we don't like with a footballer a footballer demonstrates their skill by scoring the goals or making the tackles let's demonstrate our skill by negotiating and demonstrating that negotiation skill with clients you just want to mention leicester leicester's nine goals that you went to the game 
<laughs> I wasn't going to mention it, but it is, that's seven plus two, isn't it? Seven plus two is nine. That's very good, isn't it? <laughs> but no, it was a very good, it was a very good game. Very good game. Well worth to the, the three and a half journey there and the three and a half hour journey back. Yeah, so. and, the, and the wet weather. So well done. <laughs> and, the wet, and the wet weather. But I suppose... Yeah, I suppose in the back of agents' minds is that you, you mentioned about 0.85% and going to 1.1%. They're going, well, if we do that, we, we're going to we're going to lose a listing. We, we we're going to not get the valuation. Um, but if they're using these points of difference that the competition aren't going to be able to use, and also, I mean, Josh talks about focusing upon the customer, and you are focusing upon the customer. Yes, you're charging them more, but you're also getting them a better result, whether or not it's a quicker sale or more money in their back pocket. But I know that you went around the room and if you just increased your fee by 0.1 of a percent over a hundred transactions, just think about on average, that's roughly going to be say 400 pounds a transaction. You're adding a lot of money back into your business to then make it better. Whether or not you invest that in training, uh, you invest that in more colleagues, uh, better systems so that then you can further enhance that service. Yeah, without a shadow of doubt, you know, and if you, if you double that, getting point two eight hundred, put you know, point three twelve hundred, these are big, big figures. They make yeah. a massive, massive difference. Um, but again, I would urge every agent to know their numbers. Um, and what was interesting, so a couple of things, you know, started talking about your numbers and your targets and your, your full through rates and stuff like that. So what's, you know, what's your abortive rate? What's your conversion rate? What's your success rate? And again, numbers are really interesting. Some, you know, I had people that were in fact doing some research for, um, for some training I'm doing this week. Um, and the difference between the numbers between the branches as well, it's really interesting. Yeah. You know, so, so some branches sell 70%, whereas others at 50%. So, you know, what's going on with people's systems and processes where they're very, very different? Why is one branch, you know, maybe at 50 days in the market and the others um, 90 days on the market? You yeah. Know, why is someone getting 100% of the asking price and the other office getting 92% of the asking price? Yeah. They're big, big differences. So massive and and i think you you hit the nail on the head there with systems is what systems have they got in place so in the example of um the days on the market being longer so what systems have they got for their vendor and client contact from day one up to when that property sells because i'm sure a lot of it is going to hinge upon the frequency of contact but also what is the the conversations or what other conversations go, going on so um i mean what one of the examples is um price feedback are you getting price feedback from any viewing that walks through yes they may not want to make an offer but that's giving an indication to the vendor as to where they where the potential bias makes that property sit in the current marketplace and and we, we've had vendors we, we only had one the other of a week where they didn't like the fact that we got price feedback they didn't see it as relevance um because in their mind they know what their property is worth and i'm sure we've got we've all had vendors out there that know what they feel they they know or they need to achieve a certain price but through the price feedback if you're persistent with it eventually that message will get through if, if all the buyers are coming back saying it's worth 300 310 305 and the price is listed at 350 350 um 
then eventually it, it will it will sink in and it helps with price realignments it helps with offers when they come in because vendors then re- well okay well we, we were maybe hopeful for 350 but we've now got this offer at three 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 five and if the buyers won't go up and you've done your best to get them up perhaps we need to take it without price feedback and the absence of price feedback those conversations aren't going on and again people are scared of asking these questions you know and they're and they're scared about asking for that extra 0.1 percent 0.2 percent on on fees yeah and that comes down to people's mindset as well you know so are the relevant people giving them enough training education belief um in order to do that you know and, yeah. and we saw the recent um the property academy now and loads of people are starting to get their right move mystery shops yes um, and i would say to people have a look at some of the questions that you were asked when somebody called you um yeah. and you'll be amazed at what hasn't happened yeah Question. what has got a, what has got a no or yeah uh, not asked in 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 the box and and, and you're right and uh and we we sat down with our team uh on i think it was the monday after we got our mystery shop as a whole and the first comment back yeah but they weren't an investor but did you know no because you didn't ask the question so again we I don't confess to to us being perfect by any means. We're always trying to evolve and, and make ourselves better. But unless you ask that question, if they have investment properties, again, you've got the magical question about trying to unearth if it, if it's their only property, um, which I'm sure if, if people wanted to contact you, I'm sure you could reveal your magic question to them. But well, again, hopefully they've heard it 72 times <laughs> in all these episodes. I'm sure they I'm sure they have, and I think I mentioned it on the last podcast with you with your teams or even if it if even if you're a small team of two um small team of one just because you've said something once doesn't mean it's sunk in so just keep that focus every day of are we asking everyone is it their only property or is it part of a larger portfolio kingdom empire universe um, the universe now <laughs> so um when was the last time someone reviewed their portfolio with them there's all those questions to 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 open up then you've got your mortgage questions but if anyone hasn't had their mystery shop contact your local right move use that relationship and the service that you're paying for and use it to improve your business yeah and you and you'll be surprised i know going back to green and company um as soon as I found out right move um, effectively recorded every call and as soon as they played my uh, horrendous call in front of 60 people in a <laughs> office meeting I then assumed that every single person who called was a mystery shop yeah uh, and then you start treating people differently which is wrong because every person should be treated the same yeah um, and I appreciate you know we're all busy and time and we want to get people off the phone okay and i understand all of that because i've been an agent for 25 years i know what it's like i know how busy i know how challenging it is at times but we're missing so many opportunities because we're not taking that time so without a shadow of doubt if you haven't got it already speak to right move get your mystery shop have a look at what's yes what's no what you can do to improve on and just sit down um see if you can find those calls i think we discussed with spencer lawrence again where yeah. he do his calls but he only plays the exceptional ones 
Yeah. Um, listen to the exceptional ones. And then, you know, um, location, location with a number one agents in the whole UK. Yeah. They train every week. Yeah. You know, they're always looking to improve and get better. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's what I would be doing. How can we look to improve and how can we look to get better? And how can we make the most of these opportunities? You know, we talk about all these marginal improvements having a huge impact. You know, that extra £400, okay, per transaction is going to make a difference. Um, you finding out whether a property person's got a property to sell, you finding out whether a landlord's got an empire, universe, kingdom, you finding out whether they want to refinance, all those little things are going to make a massive, massive difference. If you've got a sales and lettings team, you sitting down, letting, sitting down with a sales team and going through who registered this in rental accommodation this, um, this year, uh, sorry, that's registered this week. Yeah. Um, vendors, you know, that have moved in a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, purchasers, yeah. you know, or vendors that have sold, you know, giving them their annual health check. Yeah. All little things you know we write what we said earlier it's having the right systems right processes in place proper checklist you know coming back to a pilot when he when he um takes off you know he has a 40 50 point checklist to make yeah. sure you know before he even takes off and then if it starts raining again he has to go through it again and start doing it again yeah a heart surgeon you know when <laughs> He's going to go through and have a proper checklist. He just doesn't come out and take the guy's uh, person's heart out. <laughs> does it properly. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're professional. We're professionals. You know, we've got to start doing things and getting our team to do it in a professional way. Now, that may sound harsh, um, but, you know, from my trips up and down the country, um, doing these masterclasses and training, um, there's so many opportunities and I, you know, and people are, oh, it's tough. It's whatever. It's this, it's that, but you know what? We're not helping ourselves, you know, no. help ourselves at least make the most of every opportunity. And then if we're not making the most of every opportunity, then moan and complain. Yeah. You know, don't moan and complain now because you've got so many opportunities out there day in, day out that you're missing. Yeah. And we're, like I said, we're not even seeing them because we're not asking the right questions. And, and the, the one thing that will come back, oh, we haven't got enough time. But you're on the phone, you're speaking to these clients. Just be more efficient with that time and practice the questions so that you can get most out of that conversation. Definitely. So how's your week been? Yeah, what no, experiences have you had? No, good. So this week was the start of our training program. So over the course of the next, uh, well, up and running up till Christmas and then next year. So up until Christmas, we've more or less got a training session each day for colleagues. Wow. Um, that doesn't involve every colleague and that's been run in the house. So we're not getting external people. Uh, trainers in uh, we have had external trainers in but um, again it, it comes to a balance of there isn't a bottomless pit of money to keep getting a training every day I know you'd like everyone to do that Stephen but um, it's so this week the focus was uh, we had a prospecting session on Friday and it was about are getting the most out of each conversation to help serve the customers better to make the customers happy um, to give them the right results, 
which then has a knock-on effect that the negotiators and colleagues will sell more properties, um, they'll earn more commission. So it's a win-win for everyone. But it's through making sure that we... So one of the focuses was around the dialogue that we can use when we're doing a feedback call. Because I would imagine most agents up and down the country probably ring uh, their, their viewings the previous day to just, I'm just calling to get some feedback. I would imagine 90% of the time that that is, um, that is what it has. So we've, we've devised um, some, some dialogues that we can use to, again, have a different type of conversation, a different quality conversation um, so that we can help them and we can help ourselves and then also help the vendors. And that includes getting the price feedback. Um, so, and I'm more than happy. Uh, I'm not saying they're the right ways, but if anyone wants to see a copy of, that i'm more than happy to share them if they contact you Stephen, and then they can have a copy of those three or four slides of all the different kind of calls so we did price feedback we did viewing follow-ups we did 10 day buyer callbacks we did uh property checkups which are the one two three four five years ago when they completed and then the past anniversary valuations as well um so that we and then um, in the group, we got them to devise their own dialogue as to how they think a mailing list requalification uh, should be. Um, so that we went through their mailing list and I've got X amount of people on their mailing list. So they need to revisit all those people to make sure that we're helping them to the best of our ability. So how should that call look like or what should it look like? So if that was perfect, what would we want to get out of it? So we all put our thinking caps on to pull that together. Fantastic. Um, then we got the other half. Um, uh, so that was half of the team. The other half is when I get back from uh, NAR, uh, which we'll touch on uh, towards the end of the podcast. So that was one example. We had some new colleagues join us. Um, but interestingly, I went to a viewing yesterday for a new potential landlord. So, this new potential landlord is buying through a competitor. Um, uh, it's about eight miles down the road from where I live. And I met with them yesterday morning at 11 o'clock at the home uh, with a viewing representative or negotiator from that competitor. Um, and it was absolutely chucking it down with rain. It probably has been across most of the country. Um, so I took along my blue overshoes, which we have a standard for all of our viewings. Yeah. And guess what? That person didn't have any. Yeah. Um, so they were there taking their boots off. Uh, so she had big boots on. So that must have been a bit of a struggle because it frustrates me even when I've got to undo my shoes if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> so just to slip on the blue overshoes and the comment, oh, these are a good idea. I don't know why we don't have these. <laughs> um, I, I bought some spares anticipating that the buyers wouldn't have any. So again, they didn't have to struggle with taking their shoes off and they brought their children along. So again, the children thought it was great that they've got these blue kind of like uh, shower caps, upside down shower caps on their feet. Um, So we spent the time. What I did like about the viewing and and how it started was the agent said, look, I've set aside plenty of time. So please take your time having a look around. Yeah. And I thought, and I did. And and I thought that's a, that's a, that was a big tick in terms of how, how to start the viewing off on the right foot because a lot of the time it's they're, they're normally late and oh i've only got 10 minutes for this and 
and things. So that was that was really good. So um, good way of signposting and letting. Yeah, basically, yeah, brilliant. So um, and then we did the, we did the viewing, um, pointed out a few things, and then we went off for a coffee to have a conversation. And this all took about two and a half hours to spend with a new potential landlord. Um, but one of the reasons they've come to us is that at every point, whoever they've spoken to, they're in her words, they've had really good service and they've not been passed from pillar to post. Um, so from inquiring with Simon in our office about properties to view and giving initial advice at the beginning to Danielle when she was inquiring about um, the landlord service and what we offer and the levels of service to then speaking with Ryan and speaking with Glenn, they, they said we can't fault. And so I actually then went on the, well, we've actually invested in excess of 40,000 pounds this year on training. Um, and this, and, and she said, everyone's contactable. I can speak to them on the phone. They're not hiding behind an email or I don't not hear back from them. So if I do leave a message, they call me back. Um, so we went, I said, well, that, that's what we want to achieve. We want to, we want to be your friend and partner in the business. And she said, I get, I get that. And I, and I can see if you spent that money on training, it's really paying off. So, um, and that's just from a customer's perspective. Um, and everything that we, that we do, whether or not it's putting the videos out there, it's the podcast that we do for the Leicester property blog. It's how we answer the phone using money, penny, all of these things have come together to help win this landlord's business and it didn't just ha happen overnight <clears throat> no not 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 at all so that journey probably went on for three four months yeah. from initial contact to where we are today um and it's their first time so they need a lot of hand holding but that's what we're that's what we're there for um and it was a really enjoyable experience i, I absolutely love helping people if we can help them develop their property kingdom empire portfolio whatever you want to call it um and they have really good success with this and then they want to buy another one and another one and and that's our job our job is to oversee that and to to enrich their lives and that lady who was buying so how hmm. come so the viewing representative negotiator you know was she aware you were another agent uh, yes. Yep. So she, she assumed that I was going there to measure up and, and to take the photographs for it to go on the market for letting, uh, which I wasn't there for. I was there to just uh, be like another, uh, an agent, letting agents eye on, is it going to be suitable? Is there any, any issues that they should be aware of before they, they sign and exchange contracts? And do they do lettings as well? They do. They've been established for lettings for a long, long time. Okay, so that's very interesting then. So, uh, mass massively, massively. Okay, so there's a massive lesson there. Okay. Yeah, and the biggest one is down as to possibly why that agent isn't going to get the business would be down to communication. Okay, so brilliant. What a fantastic story. So again, for all the agents listening, how good is your communication between absolutely every single person. So you mentioned Simon, you mentioned Danielle, you mentioned Glenn, you mentioned Ryan there, you're involved. That's five yeah. people that uh, have been involved in this whole process. Yeah. Um, you're all on exactly the same page. Um, you all know exactly what's going on um, and you're talking about it. And again, I'm, I think Kevin Ellis mentioned this. Um, many 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 moons ago when we first started over a year ago yeah 
when we're talking about new homes um, and just talking when you're registering, you know, and would you also be interested in buying a new home? Yeah. Uh, and again, because you may be being mystery shopped by a developer and just yeah. by you mentioning that word new homes, they actually know that you're on the ball. Um, yeah, well, you, you put a tick in that box that your new home's aware, your new home's friendly, um, and there's just asking that there's something special about you just by just by asking just by asking that question um and and something um something that we learned was and i don't know if any other agents have this same problem or did have the same problem but when someone would go on holiday they would put on an out of office response but we didn't forward the emails yeah and we'd expect the customer to then read that out of office response and forward on the email themselves. So what we do now is that we put the out of office on and we tell the, the customer that the emails are being forwarded to our group lettings or our group, group clown and park email account and someone will pick that up, not that they've got to do it themselves. And that was something else that particularly impressed this lady because she said, I emailed Danielle and I get she's on holiday and then I got a response from Kirsty which I was chuffed to bits about because I, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't expecting a response until Danielle got back from holiday. Yep. Okay. So actually when we think about the um, economy we're in with Uber and Amazon and the way people want responses, that's exceptional. And again, it comes back to that's something really small. So it's, it's these marginal improvements having a huge impact. Yep. And, the, and, all of these things don't necessarily cost okay money penny costs some money but if you haven't got a telephone answering service and you, you really don't know how how many calls you are missing and and they are very 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 good um out there and and sam uh i think you're in the same fan club as i am Stephen. Yeah, sam, she's probably is, the, sam is exceptional she's, she's the nicest lady but yeah goes above and beyond making sure as a customer you you're happy and delighted with, with the service but it, look at a money penny service or, or others are available but a lot of what we've been through as an example doesn't cost any money but it is just about awareness with your colleagues and making sure they're all on the same page and, and an, an example of that is that we're doing a part of our training is all of our sales colleagues is we're doing a letting overview so that if they get a potential landlord in front of them. They know enough about the letting. I don't expect them to become lettings experts, but they know enough that they can give the landlord exceptional service at that point and then hand it over like in a relay race to the lettings experts. So we're doing that as a, as a lettings training course. Uh, I think that's actually this week in the schedule. Um, so because I don't want a landlord to walk into another branch or to see a sales colleague on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, I'm sorry, but the lettings people are out at the minute or the lettings person's busy. They can deal with them. Yeah. Well, I just a similar thing on one of the courses this week, we were talking about sales progression um, and about educating vendors from the start. And the reaction was, well, actually I don't do sales progression. It all gets passed to um, the sales progressor. Yeah. So, but then you don't know what to what to tell people no i don't because i don't want to know it just goes to the sales progressor or actually if you're going on a on a listing or a home consultation or a sales yeah. advice meeting letting advice meeting whatever you want to call it you know you want to be start educating the vendor there 
they're all the things that they need to do to get sale ready, exchange ready, um, and home ready um, to put their property on the market. And you need to know those things. So I think that's a fantastic point. You know, and, and, and I suggested that, you know, go and speak to a solicitor, get a solicitor in. Yep. Um, I actually think people should go if, if they've got solicitors as a conveyances there and they're happy to actually go in and sit with a solicitor because they will be surprised at um, how many files they've got on their desk. Um, you know, and I've been into solicitors' offices, and at times I've had 30, <laughs> 40, 50, 100 files. But if you think if people's in a chain, then they may have two, three, four, five agents calling the vendor, the buyer, yeah, um, on whatever side. And no wonder they don't want to take your call because they're so no. busy, yeah. So, no, um, help there, absolutely. Absolutely. And we, we did that with our team. So I'm sure every agent has got a solicitor that they either refer to or they've got a great relationship with. And I, they would absolutely love, if you could make their life easier, they would love to spend half a day or a day. So we did that with Rebecca, um, in, uh, who we have a relationship with. And she came in, she spent the whole day, half the team in the morning, half the, t- I think we did three sessions actually. Um, and she went through all the, all the process and what the terminology means and what, what is a draft contract. Um, so, she went, so she went through that. What actually happens on exchange of contracts? Because uh, maybe some of the senior people, but surprisingly, a lot of the senior people don't know the process as well. And we recorded it because then we've got it as a future training video. Which is brilliant. So like, I think this morning's been great. We've learned a lot about education. Yeah, communication, training, um, asking better questions, looking at mystery shops, um, how to get a you know a higher fee, yeah. marginal improvement, a huge impact. So it's been it's been exceptional. So thank you. No, and look brilliant. You. Yeah. So where where is where is Andy? It's, we'll have to start again. Perhaps he and Mike graces with his presence okay. next time. But I suppose it's appropriate to finish on. Uh, on the 5th of November, we're flying off to San Francisco. Yeah, we are looking forward to it. So I think um, I went 21 years ago yeah. um, to Orlando for my first NAR conference. Um, and I remember this. This I came back um, and my MD said, Stephen, what did you learn? So I said, they're talking a lot about something called WWW. World Wide <laughs> Web, but David, don't worry. It's not, it's, you know, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> no. I think I got that right, wrong slightly. Yeah. Um, so it, it was an amazing experience. You know, again, we're going over there to, to learn, yeah. um, see how the Americans do it, see if we can bring up some fresh ideas. Um, Luke, you know, I know you travel a lot and you've been yeah. to Barrick three, four years now. You went yeah. To on ferry. Yeah. Um, so again, it's you. If I look, you know, Luke's business has been transformed um, by Luke investing in himself, traveling abroad, seeing how the Australians do it, the Americans doing it. But more importantly, the difference with most people is Luke implements stuff and actions it. And that's the same when anybody goes on the training course. You know, what do they actually do with this information? 
you know, and we're also going with Sean Adams and, yeah. uh, um, and I know Glenn, you're, yeah, I'm bringing Glenn and I'm bringing Rade. Um, and <clears throat> I mean, Rade, he's, he's an exceptional valuer and, and I will give him a little bit of airtime because he's been with us. He joined us a year, it'll be, um, two years in May. So he's been with us 18 months nearly. And in his first year, he, from a cold start, he listed over 200 homes with us. Phenomenal. So he and he is if a customer if he's not working a Saturday and a customer wants uh, to see him on a Saturday, he'll be the first there. He he's very much focused upon giving the clients the right service and when it when it's convenient for them as well. But no, I'm really looking forward to to NAR, so the National Association Association of Realtors uh, in San Francisco four day events. Um, it's going to be absolutely huge. Um, yes, we've taken along Sean, so I'm sure Sean will show us some of the some of the sites. Um, him and Rade will get on really well. I'm not quite sure why, um, but <laughs> but but we'll but we'll see. But we'll see. So, but and then I'm sure we'll be able to report back on what we're learning, share it with our audience, um, maybe one or two Facebook lives. Um, obviously keep your eyes peeled on the estate agents podcast facebook page and if there's anything else that you want us to cover in future episodes if you've got a particular situation or overcoming problems we will look at discussing it so drop us a drop us a comment on facebook or drop steve and me or andy uh, andy will probably be busy gaming at the time <laughs> he'll get back to you when he can he i, I don't what is his is we'll have to think what could his Game, they have these things called gamer tags, don't they? So, what could his gamer tag be? If you say so, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. So, well, I appreciate that you've now got your long round trip to go on, Stephen. So, we'll um, we'll see you next week, guys and girls. Brilliant, and obviously, if you liked it, enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, um, share it, get it out there. Thanks very much. Have a great Sunday.